what up everyone welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage home theater edition where we take a tv show or movie and throw it back to you full of spoilers and our review at the end as always this is your host tony with nikki hello 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 me peoples what up what up what movie did we watch this week so we got to watch this one movie i've been curious about watching for a while now it's called uh werewolves within yes and it's actually based on a game um a video game called where same by the same name yeah by ubisoft yeah and actually for me i didn't even, it wasn't even the video game it was it reminded me when i saw the trailer it reminded me of the Kind of like a, a, a friends kind of friends giving game type thing where you play with a bunch of people on, on game night. Yeah. Where, you know, like there's like a, one night werewolf. Yeah. Secret like Hitler. Where, yeah. Where you literally have the hunter. They have this. They have, they have people that play certain characters and townspeople. And you have to figure out based on everybody who the werewolf. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Also, the other part that I was like kind of excited about was this one was. Um, so, I mean, everybody's been obsessing back and forth with this uh, one particular person. But it was nice to actually finally see her in an actual movie as opposed to the commercials and or the memes that people go out there, which is um, she goes. Uh, her name is um, what's it? I don't want to mispronounce it. Now. You go for it. Go. Um, Milana. Uh, yeah. Ron Trube. Yep. Am I saying right? Yeah. OK, so she's more well known as the AT&T girl. As far as she became a huge internet sensation because, you know. The commercials. Well, also that she's attractive. Yeah. And so much so that she basically, like, people were freaking out about it. But I was happy to see that she was finally in a movie because I know she was cast at one point to be Squirrel, Squirrel Girl. She's the voice of Squirrel Girl. She's the voice? I thought she was actually going to do a live, live action. No, she's the voice of Squirrel for the animated shorts for Marvel. Oh, okay. I thought she was going to be, like, the live action. But, like I said, it was, it was good to see her in that movie. So, and then you have... Um, Sam Richardson, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Henry Gillian from uh, one of our favorite shows. What? Uh, what's in the shadows? Oh no! You mean Harvey Gillian? Harvey Gillian, sorry. Yeah, Sam Henry? Richardson is. I seen him in a lot. Uh, he always plays like he was. In, he was uh, uh, the friend in um, the Tomorrow War. Oh yeah, you know, like Veep. He's he's been a lot of like kind of like. He's always that one guy who has these really cool little one-liners, and it's, I don't know why I always like him. At, his presence in movies is always fun, yeah. but he's never—I don't think he's ever played a main like actor in any yeah, of his movies. Did. This is his first major role, I think. He's always he's been kind of like a secondary, kind of, or kind of like secondary or comedic role in yeah. movies. And this one he had the comedic role because he had like some some good lines, yeah, coming in. I thought this movie. All right, so you want to start? It okay, on? so I'll, this I'll is what I'll let you start it. Off. This is what I'm going to say about the movie. They like it, yes. Actually, I loved it. Actually. It got a lot better once people kind of, you know, once the, once the dead body started once to pile. Yeah, to yeah right? So, like, when the action really started at night was when it got really, I, I got enthralled. Before that, I felt a little clunky. But then I was like, then I started to do research, and I, I realized what this movie was. It would be a great movie to watch on a Sunday off of, like, sci- the, the comedy, the sci-fi network. Yeah. You know, sci-fi network used to do their own movies. Yeah, I used to love watching those on Sundays. You know, when I'm just chilling and I'm not really much going on, like that. That's what this movie was. That's the type of movie this that this movie was. It was good in the sense of like, I enjoyed it. I love the storyline. I love the I love the people in it, but it didn't feel like something too enthralling. Like in a sense, like not something you feel like you would watch with a bunch of friends on a Friday night. Yeah, but definitely something you would 
that like enjoy on your own watching, you know, uh, on a Sunday afternoon. Like I would really enjoy it. Not that it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying something I enjoyed it. And then also the director felt like it made more sense once I saw who it was, which uh, his name was uh, Josh Rubin, which yeah. uh, if you recognize his face, he's more well known for um, for uh, he did a lot of college humor videos. Yeah. Which I'm sure at this point, now that I'm looking at this, he probably directed a lot of them. And I think I guarantee he probably did the Troopers uh, skit. Like they did almost like a whole movie. Yeah, I know. I remember uh, skit thing like that. So, and also he's, uh, he. Also, this is not his first movie. Well, yeah, this is not his first movie. This is his second one. The first one was uh, um, Scare Me. Yeah. And I, that was actually on my list to watch as well. So it's kind of, I guess, similar like this one. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Felt a little like the beginning part felt a little clunky for me. Like I don't know, like they were doing very common kind of tropes, which I enjoy. You know, like like the the girl kind of plays a manic pixie, kind of different girl, but really like just cute. You know, girl next door type thing. Yeah. But something about the way everything played out felt very clunky. I still enjoyed it, but it just didn't feel. I don't know. Something about it didn't feel. I don't know. Like it just didn't feel. Right, it felt like the the, the way it ended up, kind of getting delivered. The like, kind of felt like you. Know, it's almost like you know how you have. Um, okay, so we do photography. So you know how you have the main photographer, and then you have another photographer in the background taking similar pictures. Yeah, this kind of seems like the secondary person doing it. Not to say that they're worse. It just doesn't seem like that. I don't know. Something I wasn't the main person. Right. Who would you want it to be? If like. I mean, I guess it was more like the direction of like maybe how they shot it or maybe, you know, they did more close ups rather than wide. I don't know. Something about it just felt clunky. Yeah. Um, There's one. Per- All right. So. But otherwise, I, I understand. I otherwise, understand. I, I really enjoyed it. And once the action started, I really got into it. Yes. And and I kind of agree with you on the sense of the direction. I, I didn't think it was clunky. I uh I don't know how clunky you thought it was. Like, it was, I, it was I, a little bit messy. I guess what I'm saying is like everything parts. about it didn't seem wrong. The actions in the movie, like for example, the you pacing know, was good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everything seemed they would be. I guess what it is, something felt off, but I could not really put my finger it. on it. And all I could really say that it felt like I, all I could do is how I felt. Yeah. And when I think about how I felt, it felt clunky. Not that I had an issue with the scene or the actors or the words or anything like that. The something just didn't feel like it it rolled properly. I don't yeah. know. I, I'm nitpicking at this point. Yeah, I know. It's something that I just felt throughout the at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I all right. So for me, um, going oh, going based on that for now, right yeah. now is what I I don't know if you you felt it a little bit, but mm. I'm like if Edgar Wright would have had his hands on this, this show, uh, Shaun of the Dead. I feel like that's. That could be well. Okay, so Shadow Dead is more comedy horror, yes. But I really, you know me, I love murder myth, like whodunits. Yeah. So, but he, I think he's done uh, Hot Fuzz too. But Hot Fuzz wasn't really a whodunit, was it? No, but I, I think that he, he play, he would play well if Edgar Wright had his hands on it. Mm-hmm. Not taken away from Josh Rubin. No, I, no, no. I, I did a great job. I did a great job. But when you were talking about directors being the second director, I'm like, I felt a little bit of Edgar Wright a little bit in it. There was because he had like a small cut scenes and and 
like how Nick Frost moments that they they'll they'll do an action, they'll pause and be like, oh, like I did that, and he had those moments. But all right, for the movie itself, I I loved Melania uh, Melina mm-hmm. and Sam's relationship in it. I think they they balance himself back and forth well mm-hmm. with with some of the, her comedic timing and her jokes and his his reaction and like being the nice guy and just like trying to like gee willikers yeah. i love that i love the fact that 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 he never the character never broke out of he never broke out of his own like the character never broke out of his own shell and when he did he pulled back he like yo i'm sorry i'm sorry what the f i love that i love that that back guess, and forth that they you know had what it is? i think i really wish it was more who done it in the sense of they would linger on specific people for a certain amount of time to make you think, and then they would have like things where people would have to kind of trust that person and felt like, wait, but but no, in this one everybody went batshit crazy. Like, Every, oh, that's what that was the best part about it. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. Like everybody, it wasn't even a question of who's done it. Everybody just basically accused. So that's what I'm saying. It, it went from it started as a who done it to a, you know, f- you know, f everybody. Everybody's dead because like I think everybody's guilty. So. Then this is a free fall of, and, and I guess ultimately, uh, based on who ended up becoming the werewolf, they actually admitted that was what their plan was. Yeah, because they want everybody to kill each other so that person can go back and eat them later. Yeah, and I feel that, and I feel looking at it and knowing that's coming derived from a game, mm-hmm. and and this is one thing that I would have to say this is, I guess one. Of the best video games adaptation ever made, mm-hmm. because this is the only caveat to it, because a lot of the other ones already have backstories, has like Doom, Mortal Kombat, uh, Street Fighter, Sonic. They already have a character that's already iconic that they go off of. This one, being that it's an individual, every game is never the same. It's always based on the individual experience and what the character is bringing, who the character mm-hmm. you're playing. It could always be interchanged at the time. So I'm feeling like it's like, I feel like it's like somebody took the game and almost like Dungeons and Dragons played the game out on their heads. And this is what the movie was. So I'm like, I, I could vision like Sam Richardson's character, whoever he's whoever like the him himself on the table playing with his friends be like what the f no 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 i mean what the fuck what like playing it all out acting it out but you were just seeing the movie version of it and i'm like that is and that's one thing that was creative about it is like because this is a game like i said it doesn't derive from a huge lore that no character's iconic that has a certain staple that has a certain standard that they have to live up to Regarding action, comedy, um, and everything else in between, and this didn't have none of that. It was like it's an individual experience, a unique experience every time it's played. So this is one variation that we saw, and I think it was amazing because of that. You know, I think one element definitely would have fit, would have helped a lot if you made one switch of actors, right? So one actor to be changed out for somebody else, right? And nothing against this actor. I just felt like if they were to put some, like, so if the, the the actor I'm talking about is the one who ran in. The wife? 
Yes, I felt like if they were to put somebody else who's a little bit more comedic timing is better. Catherine C- Curtin. Well, that's who played it, right? Yes. But imagine if they played somebody who's like um, Jenny, um, Jenny McCarthy's not Jenny McCarthy's was um, her her cousin, the one, um, the one from uh, um, uh, Bachelor um, Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids, yes. Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Sorry, I'm just. If you would have had like a Melissa McCarthy oh, yeah. character in that, I think the comedic timing would have been better. Like in a, a couple of moments, would have definitely landed a lot, stronger. a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, I can actually see that. That's like the one pet peeve I had throughout the movie too. I was like, because every time they put her in there, I felt like a little kind of you kind of ignore her, and I, you know, I think that character was a state like the main staple, like the one person that was going to be like, and bring the whole movie together. Not necessarily a main actor, but definitely somebody in the background that brings the movie together. I think it would have. But been. there was one movie, the one moment that started make like made me cry laughing, was uh, there was this moment that Sam Richardson's character is going to check on the generators, and he's looking around and he and he sees like a tag and he pulls it and it's a hand, mm-hmm. and he takes the he takes the body to the to the to the porch, and it's covered. So she's like, "This is my husband," and she's crying, and somebody is like, "Yo, let me just pull the covers." And she has this like immediate scream that I don't. Know, I just started laughing. Really? Yeah. You're a sick man. No, it's not that because it. I don't know what it was because like you felt sorry for it and 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 you were like okay you would think that she her her scream would deepen mm. after that like no but it was like a shriek a sh- like a scream and I'm like and just, everybody just no nobody's consoling her everybody's just standing on top of her just looking at her. Just screams. So I was like, I thought it was just hilarious. I don't know why. Well, you know what I like too? Which I okay. So the doctor, right? The scientist who was in the room. Yeah, she got more and more. I don't know. There's another word for it, but like weird, right? She got more paranoid. Well, no, she just got like quirky, like weirdly, like. But I wish it, I wish it would have started that way because at first it just seemed like somewhat normal, and then little by little. But like, if she would have just been like really just. Everything sometimes happens. She just pops out of nowhere with a camera. Just whoop. yeah, she like, where she, come from? She's like very stand. She was always standoffish throughout the whole thing. She I know, was but just, it, it, like, it came. That's it came that, to, that 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 wallflower, like that person that's like a wallflower. I know, but it came off more quirky towards the end versus when it started. At the start, it just seemed she's incredible. Whatever she does, whatever. But if she would play that weird quirky role throughout the whole thing, I think it would have also. But I'll tell you what, though, I can tell you though, I knew who the wolf was. Um, I suspected who the wolf was, um, early in the movie, for one simple reason. What? Is, what is that? The uh, there was a part where they're like, "Man, we can get out of the town if we had a, a snow machine or something like that, right?" Yeah. And and the the person goes, "Well, we have one. Oh, let's use it. Why? That's why I needed the gas piston or something like that." Yeah. Right? But this person says she never got it. And I'm like, oh, she's the one. Oh, I got it way before that. Really, one? It was um, I I knew she was the werewolf when they were first hanging out in the bar. Really? Yeah. Well, I thought maybe at that point I was thinking maybe it would be interesting, but because she said something along the lines like I enjoy winters or something like that, mm. or like I, l- I enjoy the dark, like something dark winter nights, mm. or it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a dark winter. I love it. So I'm like, why are you saying that? Give me those fucking clues. I think it's funny though, like the 
her girlfriend, the, the the ex-girlfriend didn't play more of a part of the movie, too. Not necessarily that she would show up, just, I don't yeah. know. Like, once once they used her to be the awkward moment between the two the two main love interests, Yeah, I felt like they didn't, it would have been more interesting if they, uh, she kept that, like, like she had a, a com like a, a common joke that kept on coming up again. It would have been better if she was if he's the one that wanted to break it off, but she was the crazy one that keeps calling. Mm-hmm. Oh, because then then she's he, well, then she's he wouldn't be the typical nice guy. The typical nice guy is always the one that is like too available and too like because I love yeah I love the true. part where because I've had that real I have that I've had that realization moment myself where. <laughs> She's asking him, so you you're no you know, you guys are together, but you don't you're nowhere near each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you have no plans to see each other. Yeah. And you guys are not talking, well, you know, texting. And you're kind of open to other people. Oh well, you know, like and he's like, That was that was kind of her idea. And then he started thinking about like I'm broken. Oh man, <laughs> like, oh man, she broke up with me. Like <laughs> She didn't even know it. Like, yeah, that's that that scene had me rolling. <laughs> God, but she was so cute, man. And again, I mean, I'm sure she, she's probably over all the attention she gets from, from that. But man, the part where she kind of came out outside of that huge, oversized, um, and I wonder if that was just a joke. They were like, you know, let's make fun of this, because the whole point that she became, um, that that she became so she got so much attention was that she would in the commercial she would wear this big shirt, you know, whatever. But then people realized underneath that, you know, whatever, she had an amazing body. Right? So it was very, you know, basically people were just sexualizing her in that way. So it's funny because in the movie, she wears this huge, clunky uh, mailman outfit. I want that jacket. That, like, the, the, the outfit was just huge on her. It was like three and, times bigger than her. Yeah, and then the guy she's been walking with all day, you know, doesn't really notice her as much until yeah. she happens to take... The, the, the outfit off, off and they see what she looks like and anything like like he just became in love like or they give you that, that love scene so i wonder if that was kind of like a trope or a joke on it had how, to be you know like how she became famous in that way it had to be they <laughs> had to put that in there somewhere so but yeah it was it was entertaining i think it was, i think it has a 86 percent around to me which is actually amazing that is good so that's I, way better I definitely would recommend watching it um, it's on uh, uh, Amazon Prime right now. Yeah, uh-huh. it used to be the I w- I've been wanting to rent it for a while now. Which at the time, first time when I came out, it was twenty dollars for early access. But yeah. now it's like six six seven dollars. Oh, perfect! So make it a good Thursday night to watch. It's a good it's it's a good it's a good weekday movie to watch before yeah, the weekend. It's fun to watch, man. I mean, especially with movies, it's like it's this is original. This is different. It's actors you like that maybe are not main actors from other movies, but that you recognize. Yeah. I, I, you know what I would love mm. if they would do another one, like they like werewolves within another round, mm-hmm. they get the same actors, but they're all different roles. They all play different roles and they're just, there's a different werewolf. Oh, like, oh, we could do this again. Well, yeah. Like you're playing another round. The question who survives this one. Well, it would only have to be the, 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 the cop. In the no, no, no. I'm saying that if, if, if they if they were like another round, so everybody knows it now. Everybody knows it's based off a video game. Mm-hmm. But if they were like, we're gonna we're gonna almost like a video game, mm-hmm. we're gonna play another round, but it's with the same actors, same not the same characters, but the same actors, but they're playing different characters of the of this scenario, and they have to replay it with different like scripts and everything. 
So it's almost like a, it's almost like it's almost like a uh I don't know, it's like a cycle. So it's like almost playing a game. It's just another cycle. We're just playing another round. Actually, so. you just hit the nail on the head with one idea. So you you know how you have American Horror Story? Yeah. So American Horror Story is based on horror movies, right? Like they do full on horror movies. I love American Horror Story. They're amazing stories. Um, but imagine something similar where every season is a who's done it, a who done it. And it takes a whole season to figure out who did it at the end. Is it? So who done it murder mystery style thing, but you don't figure out everything's done in one season. Who the main uh, you know person is in each, at the end of every season. So like twenty four. That twenty four is. Yeah, they're trying to find like somebody. Oh, trying, trying to, to find like a specific villain, but I'm talking about in this case. You already. It's one of those things where you probably met the villain the first day, but you know you have to figure out the clues and. You know who orchestrated, who set it up, who was act, who had access to it. So basically, so but are you saying multiple seasons that stretches out, or no, no, like no, no, an no, anthology? No. Everything is anthology. Done in, every, every every season is a different time, like time frame, mm. a different theme. All right, so I, I like that. And then you can go to different times where you go for the nineteen twenties, yeah, mystery, or maybe like um, even futuristic yeah. or anything. That's cool. The whole, every single one is like some kind of mystery. Of a murder. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be murder, but murder can be involved. But definitely somebody orchestrated or planned out the whole thing. And you have to figure out all the clues and motivations and everything. So basically, like, every every season is a game. That's cool. I like that. It's copyrighted, people. Don't be stealing my ideas. <laughs> all right, so let's get down to the Nickies. Uh, I definitely give this movie a solid... Three Nickies. I give this a four Nickies. Wow. You really liked it. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I did I like could, it a lot. I, I could watch it again. I could watch it again. I could watch it Like I said, it's an easy watch. It's fun to watch. And I like the actors, ultimately. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't see it at that level. Like, I feel like in 20 years, I'm not going to be talking about this movie. I think it would. You think so? In 20 years, you think you will be talking about this movie? I'll probably mention it at least once. No, definitely between the 20 years, but I'm talking about no, like in a, 20 years. Yeah. All right. All right I so. I'm not there yet. Maybe so, I watch it again. Maybe I get up there, but right now I'm not there yet. So we're at three and a half Nikki's yes. for Werewolves Within. You can find it on Amazon Prime for about seven bucks. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. And like always, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the latest episodes from my mom's garage home theater edition. And as always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on at from my mom's garage or email us at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, comments, questions, or movies for us to review. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. Later. <laughs>